Hello, Internet, and welcome to another edition of the Rough Drafts NA 2016 Spring Split Preview. Today, I'm your host, Walter Ciedes Fedchuk, and joining me today is not Chase, but instead a very special guest who needs very little introduction. He's been on the podcast before, and he's made his name for leaking rosters across the Western League of Legends scene. I'm pleased to welcome Jacob Braille-Wolf, staff reporter for the Daily Dot. Jacob, how are you doing today? Did okay, man. Uh, it's nice to be back on the podcast. Uh, unfortunate circumstances of who we're going to talk about, but <laughs> but so, uh, overall, yeah, I'm excited. When, when we were planning to do all this and, and when you finally leaked what, what this roster <laughs> was going to be, I, I said to Chase, can, can this be like a five-minute podcast? Like, do we really even need to talk about this team? <laughs> but... They are technically in the LCS, no matter how much we want to ignore them. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Team Impulse, uh, probably the most changed roster across the uh, Western League of Legends scene. They now have Fang uh, in the top lane, Proxen in the jungle, formerly played for uh, Japanese uh, Detonation Me, if I'm correct. Yeah, Detonation um, focused me as well as Zenic Storm and NKZ in Korea. So, yeah, uh, Tyrion is their mid laner, uh, and then a North American kind of dual bot lane of uh, of Don't Mash Me, uh, formerly of Coast, and Gate, who was the mid laner for TIP at the end of the split and through the playoffs, and also played uh, one week as support. So, Jacob. How how did you even discover that these players uh, existed, let alone are, are playing on this roster? So I did a little bit of digging, uh, per usual, and uh, just started asking around, you know, what is Team Impulse doing? Because uh, I actually, like, I had the epiphany after I found out about the Element stuff. So when Elements failed to sell their spot, uh, basically Riot, the, the reason that happened is because Riot had to get team agreements from everyone. Uh, by the middle of December. And so when that happened, I was like, you know, I know Team Impulse hasn't sold. At that point, Rick Fox had already bought Gravity, so he was fine. Uh, but Team Impulse had not actually signed any kind of paperwork for the buyer. So uh, my initial thought was Team Impulse is going to field something, just like Elements is. So I started doing a little bit of digging, and after doing a little bit of digging, I had a source hit me up who... Uh, knew about MASH and Gate and Proxen and did not know about Feng and Period. Um, and so I started doing more digging and I uh, finally found out that uh, they were playing with some guy named WinKing66 on ladder who is Feng. Um, and he's like a barred one-trick pony support player, which, you know... <laughs> the fire alarms going off in my head that, that we're going to have a, a bard main in, in the top lane in, in LCS. But, uh, yeah, so um, I did a little bit more digging. I found out that they uh, did, in fact, contract this guy as well as Pyrian, uh, who's random solo queue mid, lane, or mid laner from Korea who nobody really knows about. And so that was the full roster. And then Bebe is their jungle sub, who is former Team Liquid Academy. And and also I'm I'm looking at the East Esports PD roster and they say they have Executioner Ken. Yes, as they, a support they, sub. They picked up Ken last minute as a support sub because you need two subs to be able to play in LCS. 
Interesting. So the the roster roster seems fairly weak. However, this goes into my first question for you. Uh, my ex- exciting storyline uh, for this roster, if if you could come up with anything, but will will any of these rookies add any sort of influx of talent to what I would consider is is a weak pair in the bot lane and, and mash me and gate. I I would think that maybe Parian uh, shows up and could be really good, although he's not all that high ranked and he's not very well spoken about in terms of Korean letter. So you never really know. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, basically, I, I could see Parian maybe doing something, but I don't really expect much from Fang. I know that um, that. The other day in Solo Queue, uh, Darshan, CLG's top laner, was facing yeah. him and, and beat him. And he, he said in chat, I'm an LCS top laner. And Darshan's response was like, aren't you a bard one trick? And uh, yeah, he, he, he was not lying. He is an LCS top laner. So I'm like, I'm really confused exactly what <laughs> what he's going to bring to the table. Apparently he's from China, but lives in NA. So he's an NA resident. No idea. Uh He's basically been playing like Riven and I want to say Fiora on his Riven and Fiora on his uh, Smurf. And I, I have no idea what to expect from Fang. Uh, Pyrian, maybe because his, uh, his most played champions are like Twisted Fate, Azir. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else up there. It was like Twisted Fate, Azir, and a couple other mid laners like Lissandra and stuff that he's he's played on KR Ladder. Um, so maybe he comes out and he's really good, you know, like we didn't really expect much from Rush our last season and Rush showed up and was really good. And now he's on cloud nine. So, um, in more ways than one, but, uh, maybe overall we, we see Perry and show up and do something, but in terms of Fang and Proxen, I, I don't think it will go great at all. All right. So, so Perian, do, do you, you know, off the top of your head, approximately where he was on the Korean ladder was, is he challenger in Korea or master tier? Uh, he was challenger in Korea. He, I want to say, he was like number forty six, something okay. like that. Uh, okay, I so did, top fifty isn't bad. Yeah, I can find out uh, exactly here because I wrote it because I found his account. Uh, he was, yeah. So when I wrote the report, uh, Fang was one nineteen challenger um, on North American ladder, and Period was sixty four. That's what it was. So. Yeah, it's interesting. He played Twisted Fate, Kasten, Azir, and Victor are his most played champions. Okay, so so mostly like control mages and and some roaming uh, with with the Twisted Fate and Kasten. And so it doesn't doesn't come across as as terrible, terrible, but it's it's not great. And speaking of not great, we're gonna go to to uh, an eighty carry who's been around the scene for for kind of some time, <laughs> but. As other players around him have, have established themselves, your double lifts, your chaos, your wild turtles, your sneakies, Mashmi has kind of kind of stayed in like the background in kind of this this pool of like, is he ever going to, you know, step up and take the off ramp and actually prove that he's he's a decent North American carry. So that's sort of my my underrated storyline for the year is is will Mashmi ever establish himself? in kind of this pantheon of, of North American 80 carries. I actually think this will be the hardest, uh, the hardest year that Mashmi's ever had in terms of competing because uh, we see better 80 carries than him coming into the scene. So, like, I think Sneaky's better than him. I think Stixay's better than him. I think Keith is better than him. I think Apollo is better than him. I would venture to say Wild Turtle is better than him when he's, like, 
you know, not tilting and jumping into five people with Tristana. <laughs> um, Altec is definitely better. Freeze, significantly better. Uh, Piglet and even Fabby. And Doublelift is obviously better. So, like, I feel like for Mash Me, this is the hardest it ever is going to get, which is why I give Impulse a very low chance overall. Because, uh, you know, not only are there going to be a three-language team from what I know, Especially if they use Bebe, who uh, I believe is Chinese as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So it's <laughs> it, it definitely is going to be a very uh, interesting split for Mashby. And I, I just don't see him mashing up. Uh, anyway, no, I don't see him... Uh, <laughs> I don't see him meshing uh, well into this team versus some of the better AD carries who are now here, um, particularly Keith and Stixay having starting spots after, you know, God knows how long. Funny that Stixay was going to be on Team Impulse a year ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, as well as Freeze coming over from Europe. So I don't see things going well for Mashme. So the rookies aren't going to do very well. Mashme isn't going to establish himself. Uh, all this tells me is that this this roster is not going to be very good. And my biggest fear, uh, we've had all the, the the public salary discussions recently that's talked a lot about what players' rights are, is there a need for a union, et cetera, et cetera. Is this the perfect storm for the next big scandal in League of Legends outside of what's occurred on – we're recording on a Friday, so what's occurred on Friday going on Reddit? But – as an actual team, are we? Is this you know a possible destination for another you know Corey situation? Uh, you know any one of those kind of scandals. I mean, if we're being honest, like they already Team Impulse already had a pretty big scandal in the Zhao Zhao thing. You can't tell me that Rush didn't know uh, what he like what Zhao Zhao was doing. Randomly plays on a new account that's already in Diamond and wants to get it to Challenger. Seems pretty sketchy to me, but. Uh, sure. Like, overall, I, I think Team Impulse, so Alex is out of the picture, apparently, and the new manager is Lucas, who used to be the translator for TIP, uh, or one of the translators for TIP. So, like, as well as, you know, you still have the shady backdoor, like, Chinese money management, which is always an interesting thing, and I think that's probably why they didn't end up selling, because the Chinese investor didn't want to lose money, <laughs> and... uh I, I mean, it very well could be. I don't want to, like, completely throw shade, but, like, the setup is there, uh, and something something bad could definitely happen with this team. Um, so, who knows? Uh, and you have people like Mashmi, who used to play with Coast, and obviously Coast is not the uh, most foolproof team in terms of uh, player rights. So, uh, <laughs> they're, maybe, they're maybe he's expecting it. Yeah, yeah they, they are not a, not a paragon of justice, and any time you get... You know, random Korean, uh, random Chinese gold farmers involved. You you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, you know, typically on this podcast, we uh, especially with the previews, we do a uh, conspiracy and and or a clairvoyant section. So so which did you choose, and and what and what's going on in your head? Uh, I said I think that probably clairvoyant is best. Um because I, I don't think there's enough I don't think there's enough factual basis on a lot of these people to make uh, a good conspiracy theory, but uh <laughs> but, fair enough. Fair but, enough. So, so uh I think my prediction is that um we 
we will see Fang and maybe Proxen get replaced by the end of the split. Interesting. So the the, the top laner and the jungler, jungler. would be replaced by the end of the split or or enter into some sort of substitute role. Do, do you have any any hidden little secrets back there of any potential uh, replacements or I do not. Um, okay. So like that's basically a theory without a lot of backing, but like I think uh, I think that Bebe may get some playtime depending on just how bad Proxim performs. The only time we saw him play with Dead FM, he was like a greedy Nidalee and a greedy Gragas. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's not gonna work. <laughs> right. Like maybe if you want to be greedy off bot lane because Mash and Gate aren't really gonna put up much of a fight anyway. Um but overall, uh I could see Proxim probably getting swapped uh at some point for Bebe. Uh and I don't understand well, the biggest thing that confused me about this is they're using their import slots on Proxen and Pyrian. Of all the people out there that you could import, you use it on a jungler and a mid laner. And yeah, arguably, I, in the jungle, there are better people in North America that do not have teams. I, I, there, there's even a better import. I'm pretty sure Kakao isn't on a team right now. I haven't seen anything about what roster he's on, and I've seen multiple Reddit threads be like, Kakao and Pickaboo aren't on teams. Like, what do we do? What do we do? So if, if you'd wanted to actually build, like, a contender, it, it seems like you could have gone out and, and picked up two guys like that. Granted, you then need a, a North American mid laner, but there's there's a couple guys that are around the challenger scene that, you know, you're taking the same risk on that you probably are with Perian. I mean, look right. at it this way. You probably could have gotten a, an import top, import jungle, like, golden blue mid and still yeah. built a better roster. Like, at one point in time, Keith was a free agent, and then, like, Rick Fox scooped him up. But uh, overall, they're definitely better players in every role than this team uh, right now, depending on how Perry and Proxen and Fang perform. Um, there are 100% better people to pick up than these five guys. And I maybe we see a brand new impulse next split. If they're even in next split. That's like <laughs> that's the one thing. I'm thinking because uh there's a couple challenger teams that are really strong. I expect Team Impulse to get tenth and we see like Team Arena Online or TDK rather uh get back in because holy crap, like that roster, the TDK roster is better than the Team Impulse roster. <laughs> the Ember roster is like very close to being better. Probably is better overall. Uh, but there's just so many challenger teams that are so much better. Like the the new rumored coast roster is better. Like there, there's so many places that you could have gone and gotten talent. You could have gotten mm-hmm. people like Nien. You could have gotten Porpoise Pops. Yeah. Like there's so many other players. You, you decided to go with a freaking greedy jungler who had bad experiences in Japan. As well as a mid laner who is an, and a top laner who have never played professional games in their entire life. That that that's why to me it, it seems like they're they're trying to uh, they're trying to do this split as cheaply as possible and and realize that you know unless they were going to spend a bunch of money the rest of North America has gotten exponentially better uh, you know with the the influx of the the VC money you talked about Rick Fox purchasing a team and, and throwing a bunch of money and, and getting Keith. Uh, which mm, I'm a little up in the air on Keith, but that's for another podcast. So, so that's kind of my like conspiracy about this is they're just trying to like get you know get through this split with by the skin of their teeth, 
try and maybe sell the spot again in, in, in uh, you know, the challenger spot in summer. And if they don't, they just kind of cut their losses and say, all right, we're, we're done with this, basically. But you already said you think this team is going to be auto-relegated, and that's where we'd go into final predictions. I tend to agree with you there. But just to make things interesting, what do you think would need to happen for this team to avoid that auto-relegation spot? Uh, Perian would have to come out and be some kind of, like, god among men. <laughs> First of all, uh, I think it's really relying on the mid lane this split because, what is it, it's, I think the statistics, like, two out of 13 mid laners in the NALCS are, are from NA, <laughs> which is, what's, what a weird statistic, but, like, if you count, like, Corey and uh, Young Ben and a couple of the other substitutes that may, you know, eventually get to see some playing time because they're on active rosters, you know, we'll we'll see how that plays out, but like, I think Perian's gonna have to be really good. I think Fang is gonna have to surprise everyone as well. Although I think his champion pool is gonna be really shallow based off what I've seen in solo queue. And then it's gonna ta- it's gonna take Proxen to basically have to rewarn his playstyle because I I don't see a greedy jungler. Like it worked with old TIP because everybody else on old TIP was pretty passive except for Zhao Zhao, and then when they got Gate, it was kind of better because Gate's a little bit more passive than Zhao Zhao was. Uh, so it was basically Impact and Rush just hogging resources and everybody else playing low income. But like, I don't think that would work on this team uh, compared to old T- TIP. So. Fair enough. The only two mid laners in North America that are in fact North American residents are Pobelter and Shifter of Immortals and Team Dignitas respectively. Uh, Jacob, that's been a podcast. Uh, do you have anything that you'd, you'd like to plug on your way out here? Uh, shout outs to the Daily Dot uh, for you know keeping me in check and giving me a job. Uh, <laughs> and uh, overall, uh, yeah, I'm just really really excited that I got to talk some team impulse, and I'm excited to see how they'll do this split. I think you might be the only person on the planet, including those players, to uh, be excited about talking about Team Impulse. But guys, don't forget, you can follow both myself and Jacob on Twitter. You can follow me at C80s underscore LOL. Jacob, where can the good folks find you? Uh, I was going to say at Burrows, but it's uh, at Jacob N. Wolf on Twitter and uh, Facebook.com slash Jacob N. Wolf. So. And you can find this podcast and the rest of all of our podcasts, including all the preview podcasts, over on on SoundCloud at the Esports Gambling Hour or on iTunes also at the Esports Gambling Hour. For myself and for Jacob, we'll see you next time on our next North American preview podcast.